You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and advanced grief recovery specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open and maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode 208. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well. And as always, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these podcasts. And a quick reminder about my journal, which is called Giving Grief a Voice. And it's a beautiful gift that can help to guide and support you through your grief because it's filled with writing prompts, breathing exercises and self-care tips that will help you to move through your grief so that you can start to look at life after loss and you can find it on Amazon. So on this week's episode I'm talking about cooking and eating while grieving. Sometimes life just doesn't seem fair. Let's say your spouse has died and you're filled with the pain and anguish of grief. Your heart feels empty and you're scared and yet life seems to be calling for you as it continues to go on and you have to figure things out because you've got to get out of bed and shower and you've got to feed the kids and take care of the dog and even though you have bereavement time off work, you feel pressured, feel like you've got a set amount of time to figure everything out. And how on earth are you going to do it all alone? And you seem to have lost your motivation and drive. You feel like you've lost your identity, your energy and your focus. And most of all, your appetite. But thank goodness that some friends have dropped off some prepared meals because the thought of having to go to the grocery store and then stand in front of the stove and cook meals makes you feel nauseous. At this moment in time, you can't and you don't want to think about anything, especially food. Now, as many of us know, the loss of a loved one affects us emotionally, but it can also physically affect us in many ways. And food can have completely different effects on people who are grieving. Now, for some people, they may use it because it's a learned coping mechanism, which is often described as comfort eating. And, you know, it can become very much part of your support system. However, there is nothing to be ashamed of emotional eating because it is a normal response to grief. Now, other people may experience a profound sense of loss of appetite. Now, I remember when my family all died within eight months of each other. Three separate times, I flew back to England from the States to say goodbye to them. First to my dad, 
then my brother and shortly after my mum, all within eight months of each other. And I felt totally drained and exhausted and definitely unmotivated to cook. And I love food. However, my appetite got lost in my grief and foods that I once loved made my stomach churn. And you know, they became the least of my concerns. But I have a family and I am the cook. And eventually I knew I had to get back to it. And I understood that grief can have a profound impact on every aspect of my life, including my health. And as much as I didn't feel like facing cooking, I knew that eating healthy food would play an important role in helping me to heal, as well as supporting my emotional and physical well-being. I knew that food would actually help me through the grieving process, as it can with all of us. But if cooking isn't something you particularly enjoy doing, then don't feel bad because let's face it, you can order pretty much anything online now from your local deli or restaurant. And let's not forget, if you want to help someone who's grieving and are not sure what to do, Offering to go to the grocery store or cooking and delivering a homemade meal is a practical way of helping someone through grief. But remember to throw in some breakfast meals because most of the meals that come to the house usually revolve around dinner. You know, you could make a batch of muffins and freeze them. Or you could fill a big jar with some homemade muesli or make and freeze some breakfast burritos because they can be reheated in minutes. And of course, you can always invite the person who's grieving around for dinner. You know, it gets them out of the house for a couple of hours and it provides some company for them. But if they say no thanks to your invitation, don't take it personally. Know that it might all be too much for them right now. So just give them some space and time and ask them when you think that they're ready to socialise again. Now, if you think about cooking, it's a very sensory experience which involves taste, touch, smell, sight and hearing. And of course, the sense that's most strongly tied with our memories is our sense of smell. Now, research shows that our sense of smell can actually awaken emotional aspects of our memory, most of which are attached to the early part of our life. So this is why certain smells can elicit different reactions and memories from long ago. Plus, cooking while we're grieving helps us to remember our loved ones, especially when we cook those certain dishes. By making a favourite recipe, eating food at a special location or preparing and eating a favourite dish can help create a sense of comfort and connection to the person you've lost and it can help you to honour their memory. And of course, food plays an important role in supporting our emotional and physical well-being. And of course, 
Cooking can be nurturing and therapeutic during times of grief. You know, preparing and sharing meals can provide a sense of community, whether you're cooking a meal for those you love or enjoying a meal with friends or family. The act of breaking bread together can bring along some comfort, especially if someone's feeling lonely and isolated. And let's be honest, grief is a confusing, overwhelming experience. So try to be kind to yourself and remember you are going through one of the hardest times of your life. So if you're struggling through your grief, why not try to keep mealtime simple? And you know, Quite often, many couples develop a routine around food. You know, they have a special place where they sit to eat dinner at night or even in the morning share their coffee together. If sitting in those same places causes you pain, then you could change things up. You can change up your eating spots, change the time you eat. And if you can't stand the silence, listen to an audio book or music, or you could pop something that you enjoy watching on the TV or computer. But most of all, if you need it, please ask for help. You know, easing the pain of grief requires human connection. So if you really want to help a grieving loved one or friend, then stay in contact with them. Because in the beginning, the person usually receives lots of visitors and food. But as time goes by, these tend to subside and loneliness can set in really quickly. So a couple of suggestions here is take the time and sit and eat a meal with them. If you know that there are certain foods they like, cook it or buy it for them. Offer healthy snacks or take them out shopping with you. And more than anything, be patient with them. Be that friend who is willing to listen and witness their pain without trying to fix them. Because usually what a grieving person really needs is a companion to be there with an open heart. And if your grief has forced you to learn how to cook or whether you love to cook, remember there will be good days and bad days, good food and bad food, lots of food or no food. Just take it one day at a time. And even if you decide to order out, it's perfectly okay. Just do whatever works for you. Okay, you lovely people. That is it for this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and that it was helpful for you. Now, if you'd like to find out more about my services and programs that I offer, please visit my website, givegriefachance.com. You know, when you're there, you can drop me an email, ask a question or share your story via voice message and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. Plus, you can book a free chat with me. And while you're over there, why not check out my free gifts to you? Because if you're having trouble sleeping, there's a guided meditation to help you sleep. 
And if you're feeling really confused about this grief thing, then there's a grief recovery ebook with 61 tips on the experience of grief and how to move through it. And if you're ready to put pen to paper in order to get those thoughts and feelings out of you and onto paper, then you might like my fillable grief worksheets. So please feel free to use them. And if you would like to purchase my journal, you'll find a little button there that will take you right to Amazon. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate it, like it and share it. Hey, and if you feel like it, come and join me on Instagram at Give Grief a Chance Coach. And last but not least, please never be afraid to give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week.